0: Historically, all black schools, but when we're talking about them today, we're talking about predominantly dominated, predominantly not dominated, predominantly white schools, and particularly, you know, this like the school that's like, oh, yeah, we have diversity. Look at their third chart, it's like 10% black, 15% black, 20% black, and the other, or like 80% white, or 70 percent white. And if you don't know, Like those type of things, and you're just like, Where are the black folk at? And I'm gonna tell you, well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm just going to talk about these struggles because recently I've learned so much going to a predominantly white school, and I've also gone to a predominantly white community college. And what I've learned from this is that, yes, I understand it. Half of the student body is going to be white, and half of it's going to be mixed minority, which is fine. You just need to learn how to support each other. And well, going off of this, I think that well, let's see. Um, hmm. Well, first, when you go into any campus, you're thinking, okay, you know, you're touring the school, you're seeing the student body, you're like, okay, I slowly starting to see some type of diversity when I toured my school that I attend now, it's like I see white, like Caucasian, and you see a small some of, like, blacks, like my school is 10% black predominantly, the rest of it's white, but then you still be, like, your foreign exchange from, like, Asia uh, um, like Afghanistan you know, Muslim, or Indian, Indian or whatever that would be which is fine, but then you're like when school starts, you're like, okay, when I go to class, um, for example, I, I, uh, creative writing class, but I'm majoring in creative writing, and I'd have a good day, there could be, like, two, like, three black people, and then sometimes there's just, like, one black person in the entire class, and I'm just like, okay, this is not a diversity I want, but, you know, it's good when we come across the topics in class, you know, I have a white friend that does this, how I should I talk about that, or this or that. So it kind of helps, like, friends who, who agree with you that it should be more, you know, m- majority should represent more on college by just being white. I do have some friends who agree with some of the culture that we go through. Like, yeah, I would never say, like, the N-word in a song. I don't even repeat it. Or I stand up for my friends. So like, just being racist against them. And then I think we had just discussed this topic in my class, in my African American studies class. My one friend was like, "Yeah, I will wholeheartedly stand up with my friend who is black, you know, and I will not let no one disrespect them just because they're a different color and they don't look like you and me. But they are still a person inside." And I felt like that was a really nice response. Cause most of the time people like, "Well," whenever okay, that so happened a while a couple of years back, the Trayvon Martin case. I had one friend say, like. Why is this bothering you? Like, why is it making you? This doesn't involve you. And I was about to say something, and then my other friend, she stepped up, saying, how could you say that and in front of her? Of course, it's a false walls to everyone in her community, and I felt really happy because we've been friends for a while, and, you know, she understands the issue with this, with that case when that happened. so I appreciate there are some friends who will stay up for your back, and I did also have some good friends who stood up for me when I was going through Half year middle school, and I appreciate their friendship to a great deal. And I appreciate those around me who understand the struggles of, you know, trying to be diverse on a college campus when it's predominantly white. And I just, just feel like it's not only our job to educate people, but they also need to do their own research because I feel like even as a Black African American woman, you want be able to be opinionated and speak your mind but without coming off as the whole stereotypical loud or wretched or ghetto black person and you want to be you know as we have all done in societies conform to look white act white talk white and I think it just stems from society and how they perceive us to be and how they want us to behave when we come from a line of slavery and being viewed as property and not viewed as humans which I think it's very wrong. But I think it's slowly getting better. Especially I found out today on social media that we're finally having a black little mermaid cast as, you know, Ariel. And there are some people like, Well, she can't be be, she's not a redhead. It's not about color and is her being a redhead. We can change the whole demographic of Little Mermaid. She doesn't necessarily like, have to be white to be a mermaid. She could have been a black mermaid like Andre Hammerside did Black Cinderella, and I loved it, we had a predominantly almost a black cast, and with Black Panther, that was a predominantly black cast of like two or three other people, but like in the Broadway musical of Lion King, predominantly a black cast, and I was like, what's wrong with having a black, in we have a black MJ in Spider-Man. And she doesn't predominantly have to be a red she doesn't predominantly have to be white she can be most right because there are other interpretations of other tv roles being portrayed by black females like the new teen titan live action starfar is an alien she has strived one in the cartoon series she's usually portrayed as them, like a tan and orange skin but in the series they made her black i see nothing wrong with that nice little twist to do uh, do in Starfire, and there are other roles where they're also portrayed by black women. And I think society needs to change their mind of how every needs to be to be portrayed as white, but like they don't have to be like for Mulan, she's Asian, for Jasmine, she's Arabic. So the new live action people have outwore that because you're like, for the record, the anime, the animated movie didn't culturally represent that culture in a respectful manner and appropriate manner and also Aladdin doesn't have to be shirtless and a live outfit he can be covered up so with Jasmine she doesn't have to wear her skinder crop top and she definitely was not going to wear her skinder red outfit which I thought as a child that was very interesting But Now I see as an adult that that wasn't culturally appropriate for them at the time, so now that they cast Naomi Scott as Jasmine, I think she portrayed a wonderful job as Princess Jasmine and how they blended her culture and her mom's culture to see where those two unique characters combined come from. And then what also this new area coming out. I think it'll change the aspect of how little girls view Disney princesses. And then they can relate to each one. How each of them either represents or looks like them. Because like for uh, Moana. She was a Polynesian princess. And she represented that. Milan was a the Asian culture. Pocahontas for Native American. And so on and so on. I think it's very important that we don't forget that... Each of the this is in some way has a different, like, background. And then we also remember we should represent each diversity of each background. No matter how far we come, we still need to show diversity. Because it's very important that we live in a very di- diverse world and it should be known as a fact that we want little girls to see people who look just like them in a sense that they're they're going to be diversities wherever they go so they may remind that you can always find someone that looks almost similar to you or you have someone to look up to that represents the culture inside and i hope with this new movie coming out that people see that because it you know it seems to always be that fact like you know um decides to show some diversity in the world especially like in the uh the flash T V CW, we have, a, we have a black girl who plays uh very out love Avengers, and they become an interesting couple which i think is very nice because wholeheartedly the actors don't only be white there's time for diversity to stand and to show that we are here to show that our white counterparts don't always have to be leading roles. We can also be leading roles in our own right and I think it's come a long way especially in the movie like Ma where Octavia Spencer was in her own psychological thriller where she took herself to be one of the main actresses in that movie and in the movie *Us*, predominantly a black cast for the little hunger played two roles the doppelganger the tethers and her normal human counterpart so I think we have to see in some aspect that we are growing as a society and a nation that we can act just as much as our white counterparts. And also as females, we can act just as good as our male counterparts today. But going back to a predominantly um, white struggle at school, and I found when we were doing tours at my job and they were getting for the kids, they got really interested in the uh, one of the schools, UNCG, which was a all-women school, predominantly as a majority, a... Black school, but also a white school. But one of the things that they said that caught my interest was that they are the school that's known to have the barbershop and the beauty salon. And that's what has gotten most of my uh, students really interested in the school because most colleges, college, especially college campuses, don't have a barbershop or a hair salon on their campuses. Normally, for students who are um, colored skins have to go outside their school campus for hair salons barbershop to get their hair done, but here in a school that that specifically has a hair salon and a barbershop for the black students who get their hair done, it shows that we're really trying to embody all type of diversities and trying to make sure everyone's acclimated to school and enjoy the best of their college experience. Now, I will admit, at my school, I'm not really active in, like, the black organizations in school, as I should be, but yet again, like... How oh, can I when they always like hide and they normally don't really come out unless they're having like a party or an event They and I just hide hang out with my few of my black friends that I have friends on campus, you know, which is fine, you know, not everybody associates with like, you know, their own diverse group as much as they should. But I feel like if we want to be shown as a community that stands together, we have to come together as a group and as a unit to show that we. Showing us pushovers, and that we need to stand together and lead prime example for the future generation because we are here to stay. We are here to leave our mark, and either in school, music, media, wherever that may be, shape or form. And that we deserve as much of the attention just as our fellow white classmates, and work as twice as hard to get the same opportunities they got because they have a they have a lead within race they're white and it's not dependent on the gender, male or female, they have a better than we do. But that's all I'm gonna talk about today. This is gonna be episode six for the girl problem podcast. And today we are talking about predominantly like white struggles at universities. And one thing I also noticed is that only in my camp and at other campuses we have mainly all black servers in my campus, which is totally fine. And we have like whites over two and they predominantly switch like clockwork. Who serves who? But I think the schools are really trying their best to relate to the whole minority groups and make sure everyone is represented in some shape or form. But I do hope that these schools continue to get better. And why you want to attract more students is that you have to show more of a growing minority base in order for people to feel like why should I come to your school? Is it because it's just predominantly white and there's no minorities groups at all in there? Or should I just come to your school because you have more diverse campus and more diverse outing coders for me to feel underrated and for me to belong on this campus to begin with? Well, that is all I have to say for today. And I hope y'all enjoy my podcast for right now. And I'll see y'all next Friday at 5 to do another militant girl podcast and i hope y'all have a great day and a wonderful weekend and i hope y'all have a great day and bye and i'll see y'all soon bye